and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome. It is your weekly dose of wrestling chat with friends. I am Megan Rickman Blackwood, your favorite heel in heels. As always, we have your champion cheats, two belts. Two belts. And this week we are joined by B. Rice. It's Bryce, but I like that it's B. Rice on the thing. So I'm just going to refer to you that Bryce Boogie. Yo, what's up, y'all? Definitely happy that y'all had me. This week, I'm really a big fan, and I'm definitely um, happy for where y'all's podcast is definitely about to go. Shout out to y'all. We're we're super happy to have you. So what's your, uh, everybody has a gimmick here at uh, Wrestling Chat with Friends. What's your gimmick? I got to know. Even though I like B-Rice, I think that's that's pretty good. Um, Let's see. My um, gimmick is... Yo, I'm a disgruntled, uh, I would say, maybe like customer service worker or something like that. That would probably be like my gimmick because I spent like a lot of years in like customer service. And I know like after a while, I used to get like, of course, I wasn't getting mad, but you already know like mad hours in customer service. A lot of time you start to get kind of just like irritated. So you started to give like some of the customers some of that some of that spice back so like i would say i would if, if i had a gimmick i would definitely be a um disgruntled like maybe like assistant manager or something like that i support it cutting promos on the karens like it, it needs to happen it has to happen mm-hmm. um so the way we always start every week is we talk about what we're popping for this week what's got you going in wrestling uh, B Rice, we're gonna let you start. You're gonna be at the front of the line, so you don't get mad at me and yell at me like a Karen. So <laughs> let's go. Oh B. no, Rice. you're fine. Um, what are you popping for this week? Yo, um, I know this is definitely unpopular to have this opinion right now because AEW is can't even front. Definitely setting the uh, professional world on fire, and WWE might um be like the unpopular opinion when it comes to things, but I am liking what they're doing with um, Roman right now. It's like Roman Reigns. Um, like, I just like his just like whole like swag and like demeanor. I know that's like, a, um, it wouldn't be the ideal person to start off with because of course he's like considered by a lot of people to be number one, but just like his promos on SmackDown, I feel like he's really hit his like stride. Um if he ever if he has a baby face, like it will be much even better for like um him to work with if they can get like a good guy like to be on like his level. I didn't like what they did with Big E. And I feel like because he was talking smack to um Big E during his promo on SmackDown. And I was like, yo, they should definitely give, they should definitely let Big E face him again so he can um give Reigns that L, that deserved L. Um, but that, that was that's that was the setup, right? That was the test. Big E was supposed to be the baby face yeah. of, of 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 to challenge the bloodline, right? The new day was gonna be the baby face to challenge the bloodline. Yeah. That's what I was gonna ask because I saw something recently where one of the Usos went after uh Xavier Woods and was kind of talking about you know how like King of the Ring didn't mean anything and something like that. I was is this is this oh. a new day? Um, yeah, that was bloodline. that was great. That was really good stuff. I mean, that was the it's it's natural to put the biggest faces in WWE against the bloodline, which is Bryce is exactly right. Roman is carrying the entire company right now. And the bloodline storyline is really the only thing they have going for them. 
And so they put uh, a really, I guess, the best Xavier Woods that they've ever had in all of these years in WWE. This King Woods is King the Woods. best is the best gimmick he's ever had. Um, they've got him. They had Biggie. They had Kofi. And then they've got the these, you know, the evil Usos with with the tribal chief. And it it's phenomenal. My question, uh, Bryce, because I agree with you. Do you think that it stopped too soon? Like it shouldn't have ended after Survival Series, right? It, it shouldn't have ended. And that's why I feel like he should definitely get his um his second match. Like maybe even I feel like when he does, it should be like Biggie actually going for uh uh, Roman's title. It shouldn't just be like Biggie as the um, Raw champion versus um, Roman as a SmackDown champion. It should definitely be Biggie versus Roman. And I definitely like what they're doing with um, King Woods right now. And yo, when my man Kofi finally about to get his L against like I'm not L but W back against Brock. I know that's old news. That's super old news. That's never but, gonna happen. Yeah, I know it's never. That's gonna never happen, gonna happen. But, but yeah, like um, they're definitely like a shining light on. Like WWE, I feel like right now, um, of course, AEW definitely has um, a lot of uh, just like good things going on. I'm I'm totally definitely a fan of like the Britt Baker reign, mm. and I'm also a fan of um, I'm also a fan of Leo Rush, mm. and I want to say it's um, Dante Martin. I like mm-hmm. that um, I like that duel right there too as well. Um, there's definitely like a lot of um, promise like right now in AEW, and just the fact that they're just like collaborating with so many people. Yo, it's kind of it's kind of funny because AEW can and Tony Khan, I feel like are setting examples in life when it comes to just like when it comes to the whole forbidden door thing and how they're working with so with um a lot of companies. Like I, I know they're not working with Impact anymore, but they're working with New Japan. So I feel like over the last year they've kind of like set a life example on how you should just like work with people. Like are they, working with people, are they not working, working with you achieve more? Are they not working with Impact anymore? Like Christian Cage was doing both, and the Good Brothers were doing both. I think they, I think they might be done with Impact because if you notice, you haven't seen the Good Brothers on AEW programming like that. Yeah, they did say something on BTE that they were, you know, sus- I don't know if it's like suspending the relationship or just, you know, it's it's stopped for right now. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Good Brothers did have to make their departure. Well. Uh, B. Rice brought up a very good point, um, and I know it's something you were popping for this week, uh, Cheat. So let's go ahead and jump into your popping for the week, and I hope it's yeah, still the same one. It is the same because he hit it on the yeah. head. So the you mentioned it, Bryce. Um, the Dante Martin, Leo Rush, uh, Team Taz situation that took place uh, this this past week, in which Dante Martin signed with Team Taz left Leo Rush and jumped over to Team Taz with Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs and, and, and Hook. And so I love this move because I haven't – there's a lot of things in wrestling that happen, and you're like, oh, we're going to figure it out. Well, the natural thing is to have Dante Martin, you know, not sign with Team Taz and have Team Taz beat him up a bunch of times, and it b- books a match between Leo, Dante, and Team Taz, right? Well, with Leo, with Dante Martin making the decision uh, to sign with Team Taz, it leaves Leo Rush out in the lurch. Then again, I all think it's an extreme work. We're going to have to figure out. They're probably going to reunite, and it'll still be Dante and Leo versus Team Taz. It's probably some elaborate work. But 
it's a work that I haven't figured out yet. And so I love the fact that this young upstart that everybody seems to really, really like has now made this decision to go with these heels, even though he's not really a heel yet. He's just kind of like this young kid trying to figure it out. But Leo Rush and Dante in the ring was flat out amazing. They had that great tag match. Um, and then Leo signs, I mean, then Dante signs the team Taz. I'm all for it. I haven't figured it out. I love it. I want to see where it goes. Well, you know, I am a uh, stark smart, so I was real hype because I love Dante, too. Like, I think Dante is probably one of the best in-ring young performers that we have in AEW that um, has the potential to really be, like, an amazing star. Um, so I'm on I'm on board. Team Taz, FTW, let's do it. Um, okay, so my what I'm popping for this week is, uh, of course, the MJF and CM Punk. 20-minute uh, two-man play that started off AEW last week. Um, I don't... I think it was maybe around the, like, eight-minute mark when I was like, okay, we're stretching this a little long. No punches being thrown. They're just letting them go, and, and you know, they're holding their own, and they're going. And then I looked down, and it was, like, 16 minutes. And I was like, okay, how long can they push this? How long can they go? 20 minutes. Not one punch thrown, not a run-in, two men inside of a ring, and they were golden. And um, if you guys listen to the pod at all, or as you know, Cheats, I uh, I believe that eventually they're going to have to turn punk. And the only way that I've been saying that they could turn punk was if punk turned on punk. And um, there's been some shades of it, some hints, especially in like the Eddie match where the crowd was turning against him. Um, so my theory has been that, you know, Punk is going to be like, you know, I came back for you guys and you don't love me like you're supposed to. And I think MJF might be the one to do it because he shut up Chicago. Like he shut up CM Punk in Chicago. There was like moments where you almost felt like the crowd was turning. But it was even it was even weirder because it was like you heard a lot of oohs, but it wasn't like, ooh, he said some wild shit. It was kind of like the ooh, like my friend just got punched in the stomach and I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it because like there was a good punch <laughs> and guy nailed it. Um, so I don't know, man. MJF, best in the world. I hate saying it because I love hating him. Well, but. it could start. It could start tonight because uh, on tonight's episode of Dynamite, I believe it's Dynamite tonight. Punk is fighting Lee Moriarty. He is. And Lee Moriarty yeah. is, is a face. He's kind of a young, you know, talented face that people seem to like. So if yeah, they really good. like him and he does some, you know, he starts to m- more make that turn. Um, but I, we'll have to see. Because the, the other thing yeah. is you can't you can't be a heel facing MGF, uh, MJF. Because he's not going to be a face. That guy's never going to be a face. So the only way to really capitalize, uh, if he was starting to turn heel and you want to bring him back to a face, put him against MGF. Because mm-hmm. uh, Maxwell is going to be a, a heel no matter what. Even if he tried to not be a heel, he's going to be a heel. So do you think they could yeah. do it where, I mean, you know the, the classic like heel on heel feuds, right? Like you have the feuds where it's just, it's two bad guys going going head to head. Do you think that's Do you think that's something that like, in the terribleness that is the amazingness of MJF, like, could he turn punk while also being a heel? 
Because it seems like very, like, the stuff he's accusing him of. Like, it was very much like he took his ball, he went home from WWE. Sure. Like, how long until he does that for you? You weren't special. He came back for the money. And it hasn't it's, been what you've wanted from him, right? So, like, he's trying to turn the crowd. It's still Max. That term, but the crowd might turn on punk. MJF is still going to be the worst, the lowest of the low. <laughs> the the worst. worst of the and that's And that's great. That's what he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to pay to see MJF get beat up. And if punk is the hero to do that, no matter how much he tries, it's going to be, it, it's, it's, it's really amazing. But I think, I think that if he's going to turn heel, he's going to have to figure out a different feud. Like the Eddie feud would have been perfect because people yeah, naturally, people naturally love Eddie. Punk could have easily been heel to Eddie's, you know, face type person because he's a badass face, right? He's not a nice face, Eddie, but he's yeah. still a face. But I don't know, Bryce. What do you think? Can can they turn Punk? How do they do it? Oh yeah, they're definitely going to turn Punk on eventually. It's just how it kind of was in WWE is just waiting for just that babyface reaction to wear off because we saw it in 2007 when um, he was like a babyface in 2007, 2008, of course, 06 too as well. But around the 09 time, it started to wear off and he had the perfect um, opponent. He had that Jeff Hardy at that time. Same with um, 2012 when he won the title and turned heel like midway through. I feel like it's just like a time and place like for that baby face to wear off. And it's definitely like going to expire um, eventually. It's totally about to um, expire eventually. They're just, it's just in the middle of the honeymoon period right now, to be honest. And I mentioned two quick things and it'll be quick because yeah, go ahead. an interesting person, uh, another face and in, in the other company, WWE, that I think they're going to turn heel and try to see if it can work. Have you, has anybody been hearing about the ricochet Heel rumors, Ooh, yeah. So yeah, there's some there's some real Ricochet heel rumors. I'll be interested to see if they can turn. Ricochet's been a face this whole time, underutilized. Damn, damn Chief, I was hoping you were gonna say I you were hearing some Ricochet AEW rumors hmm. or some nah, Ricochet New nah, Japan rumors. Now nah, Ricochet heel turn rumors is what I've heard. And then oh. the other thing, or I read. Then the other thing I did want to mention, because I want to get your take on it, of, of people not, characters not portraying what the crowd wants them to portray. Cody Rose. Did anybody see when they threw the belt back in Chicago last week? So do you know how Cody has the weight belt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cody Rose has the weight belt. He takes the weight belt off, throws it in the crowd, and is trying to get, like, uh, cheers, mm-hmm. right? They start yeah. chanting because it's Chicago. They start chanting, throw it back like they do in Wrigley Field when an opponent hits a home run. And they threw the belt back, and it made it all the way to the ring ropes. And then Andrade, like a really pissed off Andrade, has to take the belt and throw it under the ring. Did you see this? Uh, How? What are they going to do? Because Cody knows. If you ever watch Rose to the Top, Cody knows that people hate him. They just love to hate him. And he wants to be a face so bad. Yeah, but and, I think he's playing okay. into this now. Like, I, I he, Cody's going to turn on Cody, right? This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yo, as a fan who watched the ECW One Night Stand pay-per-view in 06 Live and how they threw John Cena's shirt back, all I got to say is what a bunch of smart marks for them doing that. <laughs> like, for real. Like, um, but I do think um, Cody, like, is definitely bound. Like, he's like the – I feel like the O um, – 
06 version of or 07 version of Cena when it um, comes to just getting like heat. And he's gonna, and they're gonna do the right thing and turn him heel eventually. Like you already they got know about you. That. They've got. He yeah. knows it. He was talking about it on Rose at the Top, and he's like, yeah, "It's all a work." But he's like, yeah. "I'm not gonna turn. I'm not gonna turn." And they're just we like, recently he got in the ring and talked to the fans, and he yeah. was like, yeah. "He's so gonna needed. turn." He's like, "I he, will not turn." That's his whole thing. I don't know, man. I I don't care what happens with Cody. I'm more invested in Fuego Dose. I need Fuego Dose to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, because he was. Really. Yep. Yo, Cody was a great heel um, and, um, in pre-AEW, a.k.a. 2016-2017 Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going yeah. back and watching some of his stuff uh, with, wasn't it Jay Lethal? That was, yeah. that was yeah. with when when yeah. I, like when Jay Lethal was coming and debuting, I wanted to familiarize myself with some of his work. And so I went and watched his stuff with Cody, and Cody was a magnificent heel. He was a glorious yeah. bastard. Sure. <laughs> like, hey, I, I, I think he's actually underappreciated in the sense that he's actually a really good, like he's a good worker. He's like, he's made himself um, a top guy. And I think that's what people kind of resent him because they kind of know that he's like the, like the probably the lead person, him and Tony Khan are the people that put AEW together. So I think they yeah. get a little Cody fatigue just by him starting, you know, first match, main events, title runs. And they're like, all right, man, that's enough. But I, yo, but a I lot of it has he's a great worker. Yo, he does really have ugly tattoo heat, though. He should. <laughs> he, re- he, should. he really does. Like with that tattoo he on should. his neck. He should. Huh? He should get ugly tattoo. He deserves it. Yeah, that. he really should for that tattoo. Like, that's like, I feel like 50% source of his heat right there is the tattoo. <laughs> if he didn't tattoo. have the tattoo, like, he would not have. I so mean, much un- heat. unpopular opinion, but if he wasn't married to a black woman, I would have no clue. <laughs> Like what I, I thought of Cody. Like I'd be like, uh, looking at this haircut, looking at these. I don't know, man. I don't like the stereotype, but he's he looks like the guy on Martin <laughs> back in the day when it's like when they when about. they have the court case and she's like, yeah. and Martin's like, you don't like black people, do you? He's like, I like one just fine, my wife. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't help that he had like I mean he had he was pretty much like he had to. He had to like uh he was talking about just like um how his wife like really like quote unquote like awoken him when it comes to uh and I'm putting that in quotations when it comes to just uh just like life some problems, which yeah, what you can yeah. say, yeah. No, but, say say what you will about Brandy Rose, because she's not everybody's cup of tea. I will say yeah. that she is she is a black woman that doesn't have any identity issues in regards to knowing she's a black woman and acts like yeah. her. And she and she wants to work with Jade and Red Velvet and and, and the marketing said like that that was one of the things of the Rose of the Top series that I really enjoyed the fact that she said I want to take a special interest in minorities because I knew how hard it was for me and she probably still gets side eyed because she's married to the boss right so well, yo I mean, one more thing what were you gonna say happy rice <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry Megan wrong one topic more, I was gonna ask my you one more sheet. thing. One more thing I was going to ask you before I had to dip or whatnot. I was going to ask you, um, who do you think is about to win the TBS tournament? Ooh. I know who Megan um, wants to win. She's still, I, I she's still want, in, right? I, yes. I want Thunder Rosa to win. Um, but I think they're probably going to put it on Jade just for the That's what I'm wow thinking, factor, yeah. the it factor. But um, if we're talking about who deserves it, it's it's Rosa. I need, I need yeah. that belt on Rosa. Cause, yeah, because Thunder Rosa, like, 
she has like um her own YouTube channel. Like you can really it's tell amazing. like amazing. she's like investing in her character and she's like super dedicated. So it would be great um if uh she wanted. Like I really wanted to see Red Velvet go a lot um further, but we'll see. But I definitely think it's about to go on Jay because you can definitely have that. It's not it's not the workhorse title yet. Um the yeah. the AEW, the um AEW's women's championship is, but like uh, they can easily like um, uh, have somebody who's like technically sound, aka Thunder Rosa, down the road. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, I honestly feel like uh, Thunder Rosa should be the one to take the belt off Brit. I think she she's earned it, and it's her spot. Uh, B yeah. Rice, yeah. thank you so much for joining us, man. We are super happy that you uh, stopped through. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, we always like to put our friends over. Uh, where can people follow you? Where can they? Uh, listen to your wonderful opinions where can they uh get help cussing out people at customer service <laughs> oh yeah um those those days are over but um you can definitely catch me <laughs> at um on wrr um okay. wednesdays 1 p.m to 3 p.m mid-atlantic jams um shout out to y'all um for what y'all do uh shout out to the no words bar part podcast yes. too as well our good um, friends yeah yeah, big ups to um both of y'all and um I definitely will um keep in um keep be in the loop um when y'all release new content. Um right, so hopefully I'll be back soon. You're an honorary member of our of our team. We even in the rundown, we were like, we can't treat him like he's a stranger. So just come and treat him like a team member and have come him in and jump in. Yeah, just jump in. We weren't gonna be like, Bryce, where are you from? We already know yeah. that stuff. So <laughs> thanks, 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 Bryce, as always. Thank you so hey, much. Thank y'all. Peace. All right, man. Peace, peace. Oh, now it's the awkward point where you got to, like, push the button. Hey, weird, no, right? nothing's ever awkward here. Okay, so um, you mentioned Brandy and the women's division, mm-hmm. which leads us to some really sad news, especially if you've been following AEW from the beginning. Right. There was a super talented... Uh, energetic, inspired young woman that was uh, just killing it when when AEW first came out, carried us through the first part of the pandemic. Uh, you know, I'm talking about Swole World. Big Swole. Big Swole. Big swole. Um, and sadly, uh, she's had a lot of health issues. Uh, she suffers from Crohn's uh, and they are not renewing the contract. She is stepping back and stepping away. Uh, how do you feel about that, Cheeks? A couple thoughts. A couple thoughts because uh, I love Big Swole. I think everybody does. And it seemed like she was extremely, extremely popular um, amongst her peers. Backstage, there was a lot of um, positive, really, really heartwarming Big Swole messages when she made the uh, announcement that she was not uh, going to re- re-sign uh, her contract with WWE, uh, AEW. Excuse me. The She's qu- going WWE. No, there's, well, there's a couple. Her. They pushed here's, her. Here's a, here's a couple of questions that I have. And I don't think she's going to WWE. They're, they're, doing their own thing, right? Mm-hmm. But the question I have is, was this a big swole health decision? Yeah. Or was this a AEW decision because of big swole's health type situation? Um, so uh, is she retiring from wrestling? She didn't say that in her statement because her health wouldn't let her allow her to perform it the way she wanted to perform. Or is it a situation where um, she will continue to perform the indies. She loves wrestling. She'll still do wrestling stuff. She just couldn't maintain an AEW schedule to the way that the AEW folks liked it. So there's all of these things that are happening. 
with Big Swole that I just have more questions and answers. I don't think we'll get the answers, honestly, unless she just constantly pops up on the indies. And, and I don't know if there's enough, you know, enough opportunity for that. The other thing, though, that I did hear, and I want to bring this up because apparently AEW is coming to the end of this year and coming to a um, a period in their kind of journey where a lot of their first contracts are going to be up. And so I've been reading a lot about a lot of decisions are going to be made because now AEW has basically they're just stuffed with talent and they still only have what three hours a week of TV time, two hours of dynamite, one hour of uh, rampage. And then you can, you know, you can bet you can elevation and dark, but really there's three hours of TV time. They've got all of this talent and they're trying to figure out who's going to be with them moving forward. And I, so I think that this is actually just the first of a number of decisions you're going to hear um, from AEW in probably the next three, four, six months because they can't just buy them all. And if they do buy them all, they can't just place them places. So uh, I hope Big Swole continues to, to, to work when she can and when she wants to. Um, there is there is that caveat in the back of people's minds, mind that Big Swole is married to Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander is still um, kind of on the roster and seems to be a little bit in the picture um, with WWE. Um, we know their wrestling couples are not new. They're old since the beginning of time. But, y- you know, as soon as somebody leaves one company or doesn't renew and they're married to somebody in another company, you always hear, like, what? Is is there is there anything to that? Um, so I wish Big Swole the best. I think she's extremely talented. She was one of mine and Cam's favorites when AEW first started. Really wish she had gotten a, a push for the title and a, an extended run. But if her health didn't allow it, her health didn't allow it. So yeah. that, that that's my thoughts. But more questions than answers. And time will tell about what happens with some of these kind of original AEW contracts um, as we go down the line. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, who stays on, who may get let go. And I really hope that we get to hear, I hope this isn't the last that we hear from school. I hope that um, she finds a way to stay in with the folk because uh, we still love her. We still support her. She's going to be over forever with us. Uh, it's perfect timing. Perfect timing. I'm going to give you back your old name just for tonight because we're, we're celebrating Big Swole. So, it's Medium Swole. What's up, Ty? Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, productive meeting. Just had a productive meeting. You know, it, it was for the network. It was for the network. <laughs> so, that counts. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> However, you were late. So, uh, let's... Yes. Let's go ahead and make sure we bring you in for the next thing we're talking about. Ooh, I, I want to talk about this one. Um, oh, what do you got going behind you? It's definitely from really? from Connecticut, SmackDown Ty. Oh, were you were from you, Connecticut? Was your production Taylor. meeting for Raw? Were you? Did you have a meeting for SmackDown? No, 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 no. For two or five live. You there you go. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's appropriate. We need. Man. 
we need the Taz balance. We need the balance because we're AEW heavy without it. You are a company man, sir. Um, well, I was gonna talk one more. Uh, we have so many AEW things on the lineup today, but I do have one more uh, AEW thing, and I think you guys wanted to talk about it, and I want to talk about it now because I now know who this guy is, and I watched him, and he can throw an elbow faster than like I can realize that it actually happened. Like the announcer was like elbow strike, and I was like where, and I had to watch it twice. Um, the Jake Hager. John Jones fight that is a fight that's maybe not a fight but they're beefing on Twitter and it's hilarious. Uh, so did you threw this on here. Ty, yeah, have so, you heard about this? Ty, no. you are you following this? No, what? <laughs> so John Bones Jones, one of the all-time like so it's it's a very juxtaposition because he's one of the greatest UFC fighters in the history of UFC. He's also one of the most cautionary tragic tales in the history of UFC. So, amazing fighter, outside mm-hmm. of the ring, a complete hot mess, self-sabotaging, yeah. all kinds of problems. And so he goes on um, a show. I want to say it might have been a Renee and Misha Tate show, Renee Paquette and Misha Tate as a podcast. And John Jones says that he's scheduled to do like a grappling-only fight with Jake Hager in December. And Jake Hager's like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. <laughs> And so then they're going back and forth on social media. And then ultimately Jake Hager says, I think John Jones is just doing this because he wants a job in AEW. He Like he can't fight in UFC anymore right now. He's probably suspended for life. So he wants to become a wrestler. And this is kind of his way of making fake heat with the UFC wrestler, Jake Hager, right? So, or the mixed martial arts uh, wrestler, Jake Hager. So the question is, in any world, any world, any real non kayfabe world, does Jake Hager even have a shot against John Bones Jones? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's like one more time. I wasn't just studying this today, but I'm going to say hard no to. <laughs> I'm telling you, the little thing I was watching, Ty, like he punched him and then he kicked him. And in between, there was an elbow shot. And right. so I saw the punch, I saw the kick, and they were like, that's a crazy elbow. And I was like, wait, I didn't even see the elbow. So it was like punch, elbow, kick. The dude is fast. I don't know if anybody in AEW would keep up with him. One of the biggest fights today that the UFC wanted to have was Brock Lesnar versus this dude. Mm-hmm. And he would have probably murder Brock Lesnar. Mm. No, no, no. Well, I'm always down for the crazies. So. That was fun. That, Bring it but, on. That, but but now the question is: Do you think John Bone John Burns Jones could go in an AEW ring? Mm. That's Ooh, also because those a lot of professional fighters look awkward as hell. Look at Mayweather and Tyson and those guys; they look crazy when they get in the wrestling ring. Yeah, but then you got people like Ronda Rousey, who was a <laughs> uh, damn near natural. She was a menace. She was a menace. She was a great uh, wrestler. I think it just depends. Like, I think we also saw with, like, uh, American Top Team and stuff. Like, (laughs) some of those guys, like, when they have to pull a punch, like, you... You know they're pulling... You're watching them pull the punch. Like, Cain Velasquez Velasquez was trash. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cain Velasquez was trash in the the AWR. Okay, yes, yeah. But Cain Velasquez... Not in MMA. No, Cain Velasquez... In like a lucha libre kind of style, you should see this man go. 
Okay, is he, he better? Because he wasn't that great. This dude's doing a hurricane The best thing I saw from American Top Team was Jorge Moscatel's knee to Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like the only thing he did because he's actually he's actually a valuable commodity. So I'm sure UFC was like, do not mess this up. I okay. It's it's funny because I haven't seen I've seen a lot of people go from like wrestling or boxing, or whatever, to UFC or something like that. I've only seen a couple of times. And that's Ronda Rousey. That's Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. And that's um what's her name? Uh uh, uh she for some reason they don't have a wrestling right now. Uh she's playing a authority. Sonya, Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville. Yeah. I've got her actual name, but yeah. Well, um, three. Brock, really obviously Brock, Jake. Brock, Brock went the other way. But Brock went the other way. He okay. was wrestling yeah. then. And I both of know. them, for the record, are amateur wrestling, yeah. wrestling backgrounds. Both right. of them like, wrestled Ken Shamrock. in college Ken, and high school. Ken Shamrock. Sh- Shamrock was great. Shamrock Ken was Shamrock great. Shamrock was incredible. Yeah, he's probably the best that's ever done it from both sides, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, that's, that's wrestling, amateur wrestling to wrestling. Like I think the difference is is like when you have these guys from and even these girls from MMA and stuff, like they're used to fighting. Mm-hmm. This is fighting, but not really fighting, right? right. So like if you can't <laughs> I mean again, look at How can we forget the fight. CM Punk MMA run? Oh my god. <laughs> we do we do we JF can't leave, would like we can't, to have a word with you. We about can't that. leave him out. We can't leave him out. MJF would like to to talk to you about that. Uh, That's funny. Oh my god! Um, yeah, you missed the tie. We already talked about the uh, the MJF yeah. CM Punk promo because it was bananas. But I'm going to give you a second at the end to go to it. Right now, let's jump into ratings. Both Raw and Rampage suffered after Thanksgiving. Was it a turkey lull and people were just tired? A bigger problem coming up. What do you guys think? Turkey Day. It's just Turkey Day. You think day. so? Both, I think I think it's I think companies. it's I disagree. I think it's bad. I think it's a bad sign because these weren't just lows. These were record lows from the year for both Raw and Rampage. And say what you want about Rampage as a show, but Raw's bad. Raw's a bad show. So it's three hours long and it's not very good. And I think they haven't figured it out. And I don't even know if they have the the manpower personnel to bring raw back in a in a major way so i don't know what they're gonna do but i think i I i've said this since the beginning of our podcast but i think wwe has a raw problem and i i think that 10 o'clock friday night is just not ideal like i just think it's a tough time slot to draw real numbers no matter who they put up on the AEW side, what match they hype, how they build it up. Wednesday at 8, let's just face it, Wednesday at 8 o'clock is much better than Friday at 10 o'clock. And if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to watch SmackDown, and then you're going to watch AEW after that. That's another three hours of wrestling. Yeah. I think it's tough. I think it's tough, man. Well, first and foremost, Raw is fine. It's, it's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. There we go. There we go, company man. There we go, Megan. It's fine. Tell them it's fine. Everything. Don't look over here. It's good. Because because it still pops. What one to two million? uh, Two million people watching. And whatever it popped, whatever it popped Monday, it was the lowest. It was the lowest pop they got. They were number. They always. They were number sixteen. It's it's always like 
low as this, low as that. It's still, the <laughs> advertisers are still happy with 2 million people watching the product. Okay. I'm, I think, Cheats, I, I do think it was, I think it was like post-Turkey, Cyber, Black Friday, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think there was just a lot of other stuff going on. Um, and I think that might have something to do with it. I also agree that Friday night at 10 o'clock is not a good time. I think that um, the best situation would be to have another day and potentially, hopefully sometime down the road, that'll happen. And I mean, hey, maybe we could have a show on Mondays. That'll never happen. <laughs> that'll never happen. Never know. I don't think that'll happen. Never, um, never. Okay, so we've <laughs> talked ratings. We have talked the what some are arguing is the best promo in the last twenty years of of wrestling. We have talked losing Big Swole, which we're super sad about. Ty, do you have any quick quick thoughts on that? Crohn's disease, man. Damn, like she said that sometimes that she couldn't even get up. She couldn't even walk. Like more power to her for even getting through her contract like completing her contract out yeah that, that's hard that's hard love the big swole and she's gonna be she's gonna for sure be missed okay so this is a new thing that we're gonna be doing and i'm on board for it because i think it's amazing we're gonna be giving we're gonna be picking a wrestler and then we're gonna be giving him a ranking between one and five and i think today we should kind of figure out what the criteria is i know definitely like power on the mic is gonna be one for me um, you know, the ability to go in the ring. We got to figure out some criteria. We can't just be like, ah, oh, bullshit number. But our wrestler today that we're going to be ranking is, please, Sammy Guevara, the Spanish God. Okay, so let's figure out our metrics first because I will get yelled at by all the people that I do research with if I don't give any uh, <laughs> metrics sure. for this formula. <laughs> So we're, rank, we're we're definitely ranking them one through five. So I, I always liken this to the five mics of the hip hop Bible, the source back in the day. So that's, okay. so you can give halves. So you can give Maybe a 4.5, you can give a four, 3.5. Okay. Um, you mentioned it's got one, you got, can they go in the ring? That's got to be a part of it. Can they go on the mic? That's got to be a part of it. And then I would say something that brings in the intangibles it factor star power stuff. Those would be my criteria. Am I? What am I missing? Are we missing anything, Ty? No, I don't think so. Ring work, ring work, uh, mic skills, and it factor. It factor. Yeah. Okay, and since we're doing it like five mics, I'm gonna go five belts. So it's one belt through five belts. Perfect. That's gonna be our ranking. The WCWF five belt system. I like it. I'm here. for This it. is perfect. Um, we'll add it in a post too. We'll add so- in like belts and posts. Let's all, oh, absolutely. Let's all start with our number, and then we got to find our way to find our, our number as a team. Okay. Jeez. What would you give him? Okay. I absolutely love Sammy Guevara. I think he is the future star of the company. I'm, I'm, I'm almost over Jungle Boy to the point where I'm like, stop putting Jungle Like, I would, I would want, Sammy has the belt, but I want Sammy to get, the push as the new like the future of the company that's how much i love sammy Guevara, and i think that of the of the up-and-coming stars mjfs jungle boys however you want to put the upper the your boy ty uh pillman 
um, when they're putting the up and coming stuff. Ricky Starks. I don't know. So I I think Starks. <laughs> I think Starks is older, right? I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Long story short, I don't want to. Okay. I, I, I don't want to blame the point. The point is, I would put Guevara as the future of this company and not bat an eye about it, and say five six years, right? Um, I think he's that. I think he's that good. Um, in the ring, he's insanely talented. Like insanely talented in the ring. Um. I think he has the it factor. Um, I think the Mike thing is where he's going to mature. He's got to be a little bit mature. He's got he's got to mature a bit on the mic, um, in the ring on the mic. Like again, the the vlogs he's great. The uh, the 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 outside the ring intangibles, the star power he's great. Um, with all of that, my score for now, and it's going to seem high, but it's going to be on what he's doing now versus what I think he can do. I'm giving the guy a 4.5. That's super high. That I think he's, I think he's one of the best workers in the company period in regards to look at everything that stadium stampede, everything that the, um, um, what's the, what's the click? What's the, what's it called? Inner circle. Everything that the inner circle does. A lot of times, Sammy is carrying them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm leaving the five off, the point five off, because I do think that the man can grow, and I think he's going to be a pillar in the wrestling business for a very long time, uh, as long as long as his health allows him to. And I, I just love him. So four point five for Sammy for me. Okay, I'm gonna have to go three point five. Because, and here's why, I think if I was just rating him on in-ring ability, I'd I'd be comfortable giving the 4.5. If I was just rating him on it factor, as in, like, the ability to, to get over and people loving him and even getting other people over. Like, what he did for Fuego was insane. His blog is super great. Sammy can't go on the mic yet. He just can't. Every time... It feels like, and I think it. this may have been hindered more by Jericho than helped, but every time he talks, it's like the, like, kind of shitty little brother that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, and, like, Jericho always was able to step in as big bro and be like, hey, I'm going to kick your ass, and this is how, and, like, that did a, you know, it's Jericho, so he could do it, and I don't think Sammy's had the time to grow on his own. Even recently, the backstage segments with, like, Tony Nese and stuff, like, he still is just, like, that little rat fink little brother that's like, meh, I'm going to, oh, yeah, say it to my face. Like, that's the vibe that I get, and that's not something that I could give even four stars to. Mm-hmm. So I think until he can um, up his mic game, he is going to be a solid 3.5 for me. But that gives us a good middle ground to come to, right? So, Ty, you're the... You're the breaker. Either we're going lower than four or we'll go above four. What What are your thoughts? Ooh, can I say 2.75? Whoa, you can't you say 75. You can't say 75. Uh, so 2.5 or, or no, 2.5 or three? Uh, three. A three. So I'm when I look at work rate, when I look at in-ring work, I'm looking at psychology. He has zero. He has no, he just does flips. He has zero ring psychology. He can't tell the story, really. 
when it comes to can he care people carrying matches, I have yet to see a match that he's carried. I've what? seen a match. Yeah, the closest thing I can see is maybe Rusev, but I think Ru- I'm sorry, Miro. Miro's but- match. Uh- Miro, he did most of the work. He did most of the heavy lifting. In the inner circle matches, everyone else does most of the heavy lifting for him. He comes in for the hot tag. He's he's the he's the excitement guy. That's great. That's awesome. All right, cool. That doesn't work in single matches. I haven't I've never been blown away by a Sammy Guevara uh, singles match. His mic work is trash. Like I said, he sounds like that whiny little brother. Yes, he sounds like that whiny little brother. I cannot stand it when he talks. <laughs> uh, I cannot. Um, and with his it factor, Jake Hager in the inner circle is the lowest of the on the totem pole. Yeah, sure. No one cares about him. Sure. Sammy is next for me. No, no. Sammy is next for me. When pride and when pride and punishment or pride and strength or whatever the pride or and punishment, what is Jane Eyre? Pride and power. Whatever pride and power. Ortiz and Santana. Yes, LAX. just call them Ortiz and Santana. LAX. I they, that name is terrible for them, but it oh, is no. when they when they're on. Uh oh. Go so keep going, Todd. Live, live TV. Keep going. Keep live going. TV, live TV. Live TV. We're, we're streaming. All right. So, whenever he is on with them, eyes go to Santana Ortiz. I think they just have a presence about themselves, <laughs> but it it is better. It's just better. I, I his interest from his interest to his music, it just nothing is believable for me for him. He doesn't look like a world beater. He looks like he gets lucky. He just. <sighs> I don't. I don't get. Sam. I'm. I'm higher on Sandy. I'm higher on Sandy. Um, I'm not. Now that y'all have talked to me down, I'm not 4.5 high, but I'm. <laughs> I'm. I'm still very, very high on Sammy, and I disagree on the single match work. Like he, he probably could tell a more dramatic story in the ring, but I think his match with Jay Lethal recently was a top A main event, really good match. But um, was that? But was that because of Jay Lethal, or was it because of him? Because Jay think, Lethal can tell a story, and he will I, make you tell a story. I, I think. <laughs> I think it was both of them. I think. I. I really think they didn't. I didn't think Lethal carried him completely, like across the finish line. I thought they carried each other. I thought they did a really good match. Um, I thought the match with Miro was a really, really good match. I thought the, um, the the TNT title run for sort of Sammy was good, and I like the story of. You took my boy Fuego's car and contract. I'm going to get it back. That was the first time. So, Megan, I think you're right. And, and Ty, I think you're right in the sense that he was portrayed as the little brother of this group. Like the annoying little brother that might act out and get in somebody's face. Because he was the guy that they put to get an MGA's, MG, MJF's face when he joined the inner circle. Remember? Sammy was the guy that was like, I don't like that guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't need him. Um but you're right. They they make him the annoying little brother. But that when 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 Miro is beating up Fuego and taking his contract, that was the first time where I was like, "Hey, look, I'm going to I'm going to get this guy's contract back, and I'm going to get his car back, and we're going to have a match." And I I, I like it. I I I really yeah. really think that I think along too with maturity, 
he's going to have to graduate from the little brother role. And I think he will. And I also think that in it, I did say what, five years, four years, like he's got, a, he's got a long run. I think ahead of him where he is going to be, there. there's only a handful of folks. We talked about this a lot too. It's not real. If it's just one-sided WWE releases talent, AEW picks it up. If it's just one-sided, it's not really a rivalry. Right, it's not really competition in that sense. The the Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, MJ, like the younger talent, five six years when those contracts come up, if they if those are the gets, if there's ever gets, those are the young talented gets that you make a pop in another country if they show up at a Royal Rumble or something like that. Um, I think he's one of those guys, man. I think he can be one of those guys a couple years down the road. Um, and if that if those things start happening, you really start to see a titanic shift because it wasn't just WWE going to WCW. It was WCW stars showing up on the other network, too, like Jericho being one of the bigger ones. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I yeah. think that um, if we do start to see some of that level of competition, we're going to be in a different place. But I do think we can reevaluate the belts each year and we can see where people rank. (laughs) But just on the math, on the math math. alone, I'm I'm the outlier here. WF has ranked Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god, 3.5 belts. The 3.5? Hold on. Because he's a three. You were a four. I was three point five, and you 3. were four point five. So yeah. average is three point six. Move me down to move me down to a four. Move me down to a four. What's the oh, score? Oh, we're moving you down to a four. That yeah, you made some compel- Look, I'm not. I'm not Ooh. rigid. I'm not a person that can't ever be wrong. I think that you're. You made compelling points to move me off the point five to the four. Okay, that brings us for that brings us directly to three point five because originally we were sitting at three point six 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 six. And so, I can I can disagree 3.5. with the three point five, but I'm going to give him a four. Like I think that's okay. Strong. So overall belts for Sammy Guevara, the Spanish God, is three point five. We are going to start publishing these and keep. Yeah, first time, first tab. segment. I like um, it. I'm totally on. Um, good job. I like this I thing. Could, yes, I like that. Okay. I like that. Uh, Ty, we also have a new segment this week, and you have roughly four minutes to okay. uh, run this down for us. But we are going to, ha- every week, we're going to have Ty bring us the match of the week. Um, it's either going to be usually something from the indies, something that uh, Cheats and I and your casual wrestling fan would not have on the radar. So yeah, this is historical. This is not like this week's match. This is a oh, so this historical. Is just like all forever. This is all time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So match to watch this week. Historic. Yes. Welcome to WCWF. Our historic match of the week. Ty. So for this week, four minutes, three minutes now. I got this. Volta. Volta versus Zack Saber Jr. If you like technical prowess in your wrestling, submission holes and high-powered moves and big men jumping off the top rope giving mistletoe drop kicks, this is the this is the match for you. It happened in uh, progress back in 2018, I want to say, 2019, I believe. And it was a, to quote JR, a slobber knocker. It was everything you want in a wrestling match. It was everything you want in an indie wrestling match. Flippy-doos, holds, storytelling. And Volta being a badass. If you have never seen a Volta match, 
this is the match to start yourself with. Ty, do you know if it's available on YouTube or are you it is. Able to link the people? And, and okay. are you saying are you saying Vol- it's Walter, right? Is it Walter or Walter? So so Walter is German. And in German and in German speaking, they don't pronounce W's as we do. Okay. So instead of instead of Volt instead of like Volkswagen is Volkswagen. Okay. So it's Volt so it's Walter. So so for any people that are confused or listeners that are confused, this is the NXT European champion Imperium, right? That yes. guy. This is that one. You may have known him from this. Uh yes. from NXT. Uh, and and yeah, he's a he's a tremendous, tremendous worker. Um, but I haven't seen the match, so well, I'm going to put it online for us and um, for everybody else. Like, make sure you jump onto our Twitter, WCWF Pod, and um, you can check that match out. Um, and what I always love, and I'm excited that we're doing this, Ty, is like, I always love finding a random wrestler and then going down the rabbit hole. I did that with Jay Lethal when he came over. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, let me go watch the woos. Like, I need to be able to talk about it for our podcast. I need to be able to, like, kind of watch and see what's going on. And, like, a week later, I was into, like, you know, the fourth match between him and Cody, <laughs> like, during his ROH run. Um, so, yes, please. I will take all the random wrestling rabbit holes that you have to offer us, Ty. Take us down them. Please and thank you. And don't forget WCWF Pod on Twitter to grab that uh, link to that match. Now, as always, we we have to end the way we we end for now until we find something happier to end with. Maybe it'll be our new belt system that'll be our new new ending thing. But for now, we got to end the way we we got to end, and that is to determine our non wrestling heel of the week. Cheats, who you got? This new virus, man. This new virus is my hill of the week. Um, and I just hope, you know, that we can, as a community and as a collective, as like a global community, I hope that we can do what's necessary to, to, to kind of shut this one down. Um, I, I do fear that the future is not, um, you know, I, I feel like if this is, if this is today, there's probably going to be something else tomorrow in the long term because of the way that the viruses work but um i i just hope that everybody's doing what they can to to take care of themselves to stay safe and feel comfortable um but it's a it's a kind of a scary time simply because i think a lot of folks especially if they if they got vaccinated they got boosted they've got their families vaccinated and boosted they want to feel like this is starting to 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 end. We're starting. We want to feel like uh, this global pandemic is um, starting to to get under control. We see numbers going down all across the all across the the country here. Um, but then you have something else that pops up, and it's like um, you know something that has the potential of being as equally as dangerous as we were back um, a few, you know back in twenty March and February of twenty twenty. So. That is my heel of the week. I hope that everybody is taking care of themselves, protecting themselves and doing what they need to um, and, and doing it for themselves and their families. Absolutely. Now, just on a reassuring note, as you know, like I'm trying to keep us a little uplifted. We're going to keep it updated. Yeah, you uplifted. Um, on a reassuring note, they are, you know, it was found in South Africa. So that's where they were starting the studying on the Omicron virus. 
And um, it does look like the vaccine is uh, still uh, being protective against this. What people are getting is mild cases. Uh, but again, kind of like what we saw with Delta, for the unvaccinated, they said it is is severely more uh, dangerous than the original variant. And um, Jesse, because I know you, Megan, I know you would not let this stand. It is not the South African virus. It's it's, it's a global virus. Do not put that. Virus. Do not. What does Ricky Bobby say? Do not, don't put that on South Africa's put name. Evil on us. Because it, it was discovered in South Africa, but right. it is not the but South it's, African it's, virus. It's in several. It's in several countries, including the U.S. Today, um, yeah. California had a case uh, of of this variant. So um, it, it's it's very easy for us to say, oh, it's you know, um, for lack of a better term, the Asian virus or the South mm-hmm. African virus. You know, they're not quick to say the U.S. virus. So, no, absolutely um, not. You know, so yeah, it, it, but it is. Um, you know, good, good call, Megan. And also big up to the scientists in South Africa that immediately were like, okay, we're going to get on this. We're going to start giving you guys numbers. I know Israel's on it too. So um, just big up to the people that are really, you know, tracking this and keeping people safe all around the world. Like our, our scientists and our um, virologists right now are like global superheroes and what they're doing over there affects us. What we're doing affects them. So get your damn shot, wash your hands and all that jazz, cover your mouth. All right, Ty, who's your heel of the week? So since I, last, since I, I missed last week, apologies to everyone around. It was going to be KD's ashy as ankles, but um, it can't be that because that was last week. So yeah. this week, it's going to be Mississippi. The whole state? The entire state? The, the entire state. Why not? Okay. The entire state. I, I, I don't we know love our fans about. in Mississippi, by the way. Love y'all. Love, love y'all. Nothing good comes from y'all state. Um, <laughs> David Banner. David Banner, we love you. True. We do love David Banner. Okay. Um. Oh, this is a whole nother show. This is turned into a whole nother show. It's going to be like a fight about hip hop show. That's going to be our second podcast. Where's Crit, Where's Crit from? Crit is from... Where's Big Crit from? He's from Orange Brown? He's from Tennessee? Let's see, Louisiana. He's from somewhere. Anyway, anyway, why do you have beef with Meridian, Mississippi? Is where Big Crit's from. I don't blame. I don't blame him for that. (laughs) Go ahead, Ty. I'm sorry. Yes. So the entire state for your stupid behind abortion laws that the Supreme Court is probably not going to overturn because they are a bunch of idiots. But you know, they they don't want to make people get the uh, get the vaccine because it's their body, their choice, except when it comes to a female body. But that's neither here nor there. Mississippi and the Supreme Court, you get my heel of the week. Absolutely. Anytime hard, I get hard turns, huh? Hard turns. Hard. <laughs> I'm here for it. Right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not. But I was like, what kind of show is this, Ty? Hard turn, brother. You know, Ty's here for the. For the He's here for spark of the flames. <laughs> spark of the flames. Um, but, uh, I would, uh, I, I completely agree. And anytime I get to say F you, Brad Kavanaugh, I will take that opportunity. So a big 
Brett Kavanaugh. Anyway, okay. Um, actually, that was going to be my heel of the week, but you took it from me, and I'm like, so oh, I'm sorry. Did, because women matter. <laughs> women, women's matters matter. Um, so I guess my heel of the week is going to be UC Berkeley's a political science PhD program because everybody else's PhD applications are due on the 15th, but y'all wanted to have yours done on the first. <laughs> Got me rushing on my statement of purpose. Mm-hmm. If I get in, we're going to redact this from history. But for right now, UC Berkeley, you are my heel of the week, along with the state of Mississippi. And I'm going to have to go ahead and say Kevin Durant's ashy ankles and his patches in his head because we just got to oh. add that as a I'm sorry. I normally don't agree with Ty a, on body shaming, but nah, I saw the a, patches. Nah, as, oh, a no, Knicks no. Fan, as a Knicks fan, last night was extremely rough, but I do have to mention that yeah. Kevin, Kevin Kevin Durant has never seen a lineup that he likes. Because <laughs> his lineup is horrible. How Somebody much do you think said, he got fried? How much did he got fried when he lived when he was from, because he's from Maryland. He's from damn, Maryland, D.C. So how much did he actually get fried and get called a Bama? <laughs> I don't know. I don't somebody know, like, I said fans are genuinely worried about him. They're like, all he no, does is were, ball. Somebody was saying <laughs> that it's just, that man. it's because he's just so focused on hooping that he doesn't care about <laughs> hey, lineups. Li- he doesn't care about lineups. Shower, carry your butt to the, to the barbershop. And then uh, the Omicron variant. Those are all our heels of the week. And they're all very good they're heels. Good heels. Of the they're week. good heels. Nothing too depressing this week. You know, if you. Think about it on the surface and, d- and don't delve too deep. Right, right. So that's where we'll stay. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you, as always, for joining us with Wrestling Chat with friends. And you know how we ended. We'll be back next week. We have some really great guests coming up over the next few weeks. Um, we have promoters coming for a show, a indie show that will be here in Richmond. In the new year, we're bringing in some amazing women that run an amazing wrestling podcast. So stick with us. Hang in there. Uh, catch us on YouTube, the Cheats Movement Podcast Network.com. It's and all coming. Of course, it's all happening. It's all happening. And, of course, uh, on Spotify and everywhere else, you get your, your podcast. Gentlemen, you guys want to say bye before I count us out? Goodbye. Bye. You miss me. You, you did. Me. We missed you so much. I'm so glad you you're did. back. And I can't wait for your like superheated feud with Kivon. We'll have time to get into that next week. But for now, we're gonna go out to the count of three. One, two, three. Catch you guys next week on Wrestling Chat with Friends. <laughs> <laughs>